Hello and welcome to the Engineering YouTube and podcast. I'm Paul, your host. This podcast is all about Porsche and the cars and the people and the technology and the engineering that goes behind it. You'll find your Porsche stories, which is us, me, talking to you about your Porsche, your journeys and your life experiences with those cars. Tech Talk, which is all about the technical aspects of Porsche. Waffle, which is just me whistering on about basically anything with some friends. And Heritage, which looks at the entire journey of Porsche from the earliest days to the present day. If that sounds interesting to you, then stick around. Welcome back to the Engineering YouTube and podcast, and welcome to episode 27. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, I think, since the last episode. No, 10 days, something like that anyway, just before Christmas. Um, and I took a break after that sort of uh, that episode with Mick, uh, Nathan and I. And just uh, took some time away from social media, took some time away from the podcast, uh, but wasn't doing nothing. So I was working on my Alps, my French Alps solo road trip that I did earlier in the year in July. I've been desperate to get that out and I promised I'd get some content out uh, in the head up to Christmas and I just took so much um, I'm a perfectionist, if you didn't know. Um, so when I was editing it, uh, the story was really important to me and how I conveyed the message. And back when I first, uh, when Engineering was first starting, always had this idea of doing like a Magnus Walker Urban Outlaw style video. I'd spoken to the um, the students that were help that were and are helping me with Engineering um, about how to construct something like that. And that was still kind of the intention and then released a set of audio podcasts that kind of buddied up with that uh, video drop on YouTube. What happened is I started editing the content and realized how emotional um, and how the message is different to what I wanted to put out. So when I was thinking of it in my head before I even went on that trip, um, I had this Urban Outlaw thing. And then me being me and actually with no kind of... Um, no one there to bounce anything off. Uh, loads of the audio content was about how I was experiencing it, what my feelings were around it. Um, and it got me thinking when I sat down to actually edit a video that it was, that's the thing, that was the hook, that was the important thing to get across. By the way, this is a waffle episode. <laughs> if you hadn't really figured that out already. Um, there's no massive episode coming with this. It's a fairly short and sort of sweet one. Uh, just to wrap up last year and then talk about 2024. Wow, I should have done that at the start, shouldn't I? Um, anyway, I went straight into the uh, the video drop because I'm kind of excited as well. Um, so I, yes. So that was called uh, The Highest Road in Europe, My Porsche Story. So obviously, if you've listened to the podcast for a little while now, you'll know that there is your Porsche Stories, which is about you and me talking to you. So you listening to this, if you have a Porsche and um, it's meaningful to you and you've been on a bit of a journey with it, philosophically or kind of in reality um i really want to hear from you we'll do it in either a zoom episode or a zoom session if you're not in the uk if you're in the uk and you're not that far from hampshire then i'll come to you um if it's a something really amazing um, that might turn into a heritage episode if it's if i can learn something about the car um and it's just something i'm not completely up to speed with we'll do a heritage episode um anyway by the by 
so that episode I spent all of the Christmas period whilst I wasn't on social media I was spending a lot of time de um, developing that and editing it and because I'm not a pro at editing it takes longer than it would if, it, if I was if I was a pro and had all those skills but I really wanted the quality to be as really as good as I could get it so that went out yesterday so today is Tuesday the 2nd of January yesterday New Year's Day I let that drop at about 8 p.m. I think it was and uh, the in the star if you head over to YouTube at engineering on YouTube um, that video is up as I said the um, first part of that video is a really straight piece to camera from me talking about me personally um, the highs and the lows all the real stuff it's nothing like a YouTube video you'd expect from an automotive YouTuber. There's no kind of flash. It's the opposite of that, if anything. And I didn't. I really didn't know how that was going to land with people. I didn't know whether people were going to be appreciative of the fact that it's very honest and open and quite raw, or if it was going to be a bit too much, or if it just wasn't going to be um, something that people are interested in. I had the answer to that today. Um, I doubled my subscriber count in a single day and uh, the video within 24 hours has hit 2,000 views. So I would say that's a reasonably resounding thumbs up. Um, I've also had uh, lots of comments, probably five or six people reach out and DM me on Instagram, at uh, UK on Instagram and for lots of different reasons. Some people saying that the content was really meaningful and they um, really appreciated it so i'm just saying that they really enjoyed the content and the, the the shots and the scenery and the drone footage was really impressive as well um all of it and i've said this before in fact i said it on the last either the last episode or the one before that about how much when somebody says something like that how much it actually means to me personally doubling my subscriber count and hitting 2,000 views on a video in 24 hours Based on that, can you imagine what that's done for me? My confidence has jumped hugely. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a big deal for me. So thank you, personally, to everybody that had, that headed over to um, to watch that in the first 24 hours now, and hopefully you'll continue to watch it. Um, but also thank you for, um, for reaching out, those of you that have taken the time out. That stuff really does matter to me anyway. That's enough on the highest road in Europe, my Porsche story. That's going to live on there now forever. Um, it, I, I feel a little bit vulnerable putting all that out there, but at the same time, uh, the feedback's been so good that it, it will definitely live there. What else, apart from that video dropping um, and the audio content, I'm going to sit and sift through it because it's a reasonably sized job and still put that stuff together. Um, whether that comes out soon or whether that comes out in a week or two, I will have a look. I'm not sure yet because it's, um, like I said, I did it all over Christmas and it took a shit ton of time. My wife loves me for that time. A um, couple of articles that have come out. Uh, Top Gear um, article came out on the 981. Uh, today I read that. So the 981 Cayman, it was a sort of a feature basically to talk about... Um, what that particular person that works for Top Gear magazine thought of the 981. They own a 981 and they so they shared that that was, um, you know, that was, that they're not completely unbiased. At the same time though, they said that they, they recognized all of the things that I've said about Caymans before 
and it, I guess it applies to other Caymans as well, but particularly the 981, is that it is the sweet spot between having a usable, dailyable, solid car that won't let you down, but also is really good fun. Um, and it's not stupidly expensive. A Golf GTI is more expensive. So it was it was good. It, I mean, it's a few inaccuracies, but it was reasonably good. Um, the big one, though, that's today, and that, this is literally... 10 minutes ago I saw this um, the Taycan, there's a new Taycan in development and it just says next gen Taycan so no one really knows what that is um, it wasn't camo wrapped or disc, you know it wasn't something you couldn't figure out what it was it is obviously a black Taycan um, it did a Nürburgring lap and smashed the plaid the Tesla um, performance car and was 2.5 seconds behind the Rimac which, if you've watched any content with the Rimac, you realise that everybody... I think Matt Watson did a, an episode, um, a straight launch in a Rimac, and couldn't really get his head together afterwards. It made him feel really weird and kind of disoriented. So, um, yeah, can you imagine how quick that thing is? And then you think about a Taycan, which... Taycan? Taycan? Someone tell me. Someone tell me whether it's Taycan or Taycan. I don't know. Anyway, I'll use them interchangeably. Um yeah, to, to get around a lap record two and a half seconds behind a Rimac is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I've said lots of times I'm not massively drawn just to performance. There has to be a lot more than that to me personally for me to be interested in the car. Performance is nice, but um, I bought a 2.7 Cayman, not a 3.4. It's not a 718 2-litre turbo nor a 2.5, and I still think I made the right decision. So... Clearly, that's not my personal taste, um, but you've got to respect the fact that it's, it's the performance jump from the existing Taycan to that is monumental. So, be interesting to see what the the formal press release is around it. Porsche did put something out acknowledging that it happened, but it wasn't a press release. It was a very simple statement, basically, on the fact that yes, it's happened. Yes, we smashed everybody out of the park. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I have also seen lots and lots of adverts about them um, from different Porsche dealers. So that conversation that we had last, not last week, but a week and a bit ago about um, whether there's going to be this big sales push because um, people just aren't buying them and lots of them are coming back to market again and just sitting in four courts. Uh, yeah, I think it's true. I think it's a good element of that. And it's a hell of a selling point, right, to say that, that's how fast that car is because it hasn't really got much going for it other than that nice piece of kit but still a, an appliance to me um in news wise that's pretty much it for me so what i will do though is i want to and i, I actually recorded one of these or part of one of these um a few days back uh but i wanted to pick up on the, the um my porsche story stuff first so i'm going to do it again uh and that is the not the complete list but the people that I managed to get to and shoot an episode with last year, so not necessarily the content that you would have seen go out so far, because as I've said lots of times, there's lots of content that's shot and then it goes out later. Um, but I want to thank these people because they all kind of gave me huge chunks of time. So in no particular order, and this is no particular order, there's no kind of uh, date attached to any of these. It's just uh, my bunch of whatever came to my head that I realized that these are the people that supported the channel. Um, start with Henry Moo Miles GT3 uh, 997.1 GT3 then a ton of miles 
Henry's an absolute legend. He's been on the podcast before, way back, probably. I think it was Flat Six Show last year. I want to say last year or this year, a long time ago, anyway. Really nice guy. We'd been bouncing um, texts backwards and forwards about me coming to spend some time with him and check the car out properly. Um, so there was, so we did that. So we did a heritage episode on the nine nine seven dot one GT three, what they're like to live with how they handle big miles we went out for a drive i took the um the gopros and video you know the camera and stuff so we managed to get loads of drive-bys and stuff so there will be a proper episode that comes out as a podcast and then obviously the video will go out on the youtube channel as well so uh big thumbs up and thank you to henry for that uh similarly pj gibbons um hello pj uh his scruffy but very beautiful honest 356 um we did a heritage episode on 356 and uh it's kind of the antithesis of um i'm amazed i can say antithesis to alex nash who's got this beautiful beautiful pristine jewel of a 356 pj's is the opposite it's pretty crusty very uh honest it's very raw um and we shot that episode and, and again had a what started off as a kind of oh this you know it'd be interesting to hear more about the other side of the fence from a 356 ownership perspective turned into very typically with the channel um all about the person all about their backstory all about what their passions are and how they get um enjoyment from the vehicle and from the other cars that they own because pj's got a few love that pj and i have stayed in touch paul layton and his uh resto mod uh, I shot a reel at the same time. I put that on Instagram. Basically, it's this X Tut Hill uh, body that was sort of sat um, unmanaged and not doing, you know, nothing had been done with it yet. And he bought that, continued with it with the restoration work on top of what they'd done, built an engine for it um had an amazing uh insight into the interior color he chose and it's and he's a really nice guy as well so i went to his we sat down we did a whole heritage episode on his car um that will be coming out not too long actually really love that thing though really cool car um and yeah i don't want to say because i could go on about it, basically do the whole thing and tell you about it right now but i'm not going to i'm going to hold back and then you can see it for yourself wicked cool car though um moving into more of the ren 550 stuff so level motorsport wiring i headed to south wales what's really important for me is with partner companies that are going to support the ren 550 that they are as similarly minded in terms of small uh startups ideally but people that have got the opportunity to um i can get to know them personally and we can work on the project, really invest in the project together. Level Motorsport Wiring are exactly that kind of company. So um, relatively young guy, humble as you like, but incredibly talented at what he does. And yeah, so it's probably not going to be for everyone because it's going to be a tech talk on wiring and PDUs and ECUs and everything that goes behind the kind of backbone of how a car operates and that stuff doesn't really exist in, that i've seen in terms of content so i think it's gonna be really interesting but it's going to be interesting to the group of people that really want to know about that stuff maybe not for everybody that's absolutely fine 
But obviously, with the Ren 550 being a ground-up build project based on the chassis, carbon fiber body, 550 spider kind of silhouette, it does need lots of custom work. So that will be the partner company for the wiring. Um, Michael Lenzer, hello, Michael. You constantly—he was one of the first people to watch yesterday's video and emailed me within no time at all to say or messaged me on Instagram. I can't remember which um, to say he really loved it and was you know really appreciated it. Um, big heads up and thank you to uh, to Michael for his uh, commitment and kind of support, ongoing support for the channel. Really appreciate it. We did a Michael lives in Chicago and we did a Zoom based uh, your Porsche story and on his 996 GT3. It was supposed to be a your Porsche story, so 20, 30 minutes, 15, 20, 30 minutes, depend absolute max 30 minutes. We ended up talking for, I think, an hour and 40, <laughs> something ridiculous. Might have even been longer than that. Um, just because we got on so well and the fact that he tells an amazing story. So um, that will that will be out at some point this year, obviously. What an absolute hero, though. Um, and it's fascinating to hear his current two cars and how he, because um, he's got a Cayman and he's got a GT3 and what he thinks about both of them. So you get a proper kind of unbiased opinion because someone owns both. Ross Moultrie from uh, New Zealand. Ross and I did, again, did a Zoom. That was not that long ago, actually. It was just before Christmas on his, uh, I think it's a 72911T. Um, Ross has done a lot of the work himself, not the paint, uh, not the engine build. He had a, the engine built in a company in the States and now it shipped over to New Zealand. We really got into how the differences in culture there are between different countries. So really, and again, really engaging, humble guy, was very honest about his approach he's taken with it and how much he's invested both in terms of time and what it means to him and his son and what he's going to do next. Loved it. Really, really cool. Um, your Porsche story. And uh, again, that one ran on for a fair while, but um, yeah, we'll get that out at some point. Jake at O Sports. Um, Jake, I've known for a few years now. He um, had a couple of his products, his carbon fiber products, on my Lotus Elise from back in the day. Um, he is his family at X Formula One. He owns a carbon fiber production company. Uh, and I went and spent some time with him, partly because we knew each other anyway, but partly because I wanted to get his take on what I should do in terms of the Rem 550 build and how I should approach it. Um, I've got a little dog that's going to sit in my lap. But also um, what he, how he can help, basically. And if there are other products that we can make for other Porsche. So um, that, we're going to do two episodes. We're going to do his kind of story, his backstory in a tech talk on carbon fiber. So you'll get both. You'll get two episodes around that. Um I don't need to say anything more about Jake. He's an absolute hero. I think the world of the guy. Um, we will continue to catch up, no doubt. Simon from Built by Basil. Um, big thank you to Simon. I, again, he made my uh, Cayman gear knob. Um, that's the company. So Built by Basil make custom gear knobs. In the Lots of them in the same vein as the 917 gear knob that is pretty popular. I really wanted a Carrera GT-esque gear knob for my car um at the time that hadn't been made no one was doing one of those and what i had seen where somebody had kind of half done one themselves 
I didn't think the quality was certainly not good enough that I would want. Um, so that was kind of the gauntlet thrown down, and and Simon, um, I think he had it in his in his palette of things he was going to do at some point anyway. But it kind of this kicked off the conversation. There's a guy in the states I know that wanted one as well, so it kind of yeah lifted it a little bit. And I think he put well he put a shit ton of time in it. I wanted mine branded, so it has the Engineering R logo etched into the top. It's, he just nailed the brief, absolutely nailed the brief. And what I thought I'd do whilst we were going through that process is try and document some of that. So, um, again, single sole trader in a small unit, busting his ass um, to make our cars look better. Um, and he's, just, again, just a really nice guy to boot. So, big thank you to, um, to Simon from Built by, Built by, I can't even speak, Built by Basil. Andre from Legends Drivers Club. Uh, I've spoke about Andre loads. Um, Legends Drivers Club and Engineering are affiliated, so um, where we can help each other out, we will. Andre's ended up being a good mate of mine. Um, he is absolutely crushing it in terms of events, um, typically at Western Brewery, but the uh, Goodwood event that I went to was huge and just did an amazing job. He, I can't do what he does, basically. The Rengineering Cars and Coffee event that I put on uh, in 2023, sort of late summer 2023, um, I really enjoyed it. I had, it, you know, it was a sellout and it was fantastic seeing everybody, but I just found me pinballing around. I felt like I was letting people down by not being able to sit and speak to them because I was parking up other cars or kind of saying hello to people and what was really important to me is that i get time with people um when you watch uh andre do it he just does it with just the ease with absolute ease so yeah so whether there's any more of those engineering cars and coffees or whether we just stick to the the big legends stuff i don't know um if you want me to do more of those i can with there's talk about in 2024 about me going to do some guest spots um and sort of live sessions, live uh, your Porsche story episodes at an event with a PA and all that stuff. Um, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not going to say much more about it until those things are firmed up because I don't want to let people down. But yeah, that absolutely that is the potential. Um, Dan's Timeless Classics, what a character, what a great guy. Uh, we did a your Porsche story at um, the first anniversary Legends Drivers Club event at Goodwood. Um, yeah, and I've stayed in touch with Dan as well. But yeah, it's a really funny one. It's you really get he really comes across how passionate he is about nine nine sixes. That's his thing. Um, so if you're in the market for a nine nine six, then Dan's Timeless Classics is your is your company to go to. But Dan and his personal car, I just thought was it was rad. Loved it. So um, we did a your Porsche story on the flight. Uh, James from Outlaw Gear, we did a Your Porsche story at uh, Boxing Gas for Megaphonics 2023, and his 911 SC is God's red car. Um, again, James and I have got to know each other a fair bit. He sent a load of merch over to me for Christmas, or in the lead up to Christmas, loved it. Um, his baseball tee, there's so if you go to Outlaw Gear, um, they the amount of clothing merch they do is, is ridiculous, the quality is amazing. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not going to pay for any of this. So he sent me some freebies, but th there's no kind of payment in place here. So I'm just saying it because I think it's good stuff. And the baseball tee that I chose, I used to wear loads of those things. Um, and then I kind of stopped. And then when he said, "Look, if there's something you really love, then let me know," and I did, and he sent it out. And I, yeah, I love it. So I'll be getting more baseball tees apparently. Um, thank you very much, James. 
the guy that so if you listen to this would have been at the french alps road trip that i did when i was in reims rance circuit and pulled over on the side of the road there was a really gnarly looking gen 1 cayenne uh, on at tires with a big roof box i thought was the coolest thing ever and then did your porsche story with him that's actually out on the one of the previous episodes you'll have to scroll back through and find it if you want to listen to that but i just wanted to say thank you again to him because he took a moment out of his day and and then you know humored this weird guy coming up to him with thrusting a microphone in his face and (laughs) went with it so yeah big thanks for that um that's what happens by the way at events if you see me walking around and i've got my uh, engineering soft shell jacket on or a hat or something like that and i've got a microphone in hand and uh and you don't want to be on the on the on the podcast or the channel that's up to you fine just let me know if you do give me a shout and if you've got a really interesting car and a really interesting story i'm always keen to have it um simon jessa again he's such a great guy he was on an episode i think in november um about his 993 that he's just bought and his journey with 993s and and where he is right now what his plans are for the future um i just want to say thank you to him uh alex nash that i mentioned a bit earlier on his 356a at the engineering cars and coffee event he must have driven like three four hours booked a hotel for the night before to come to that event to do the your porsche story um and that's on youtube and on the podcast as well so you can listen to both um and alex is just a really nice guy so big thank you to alex again uh jeff from home built by jeff by the way just to remind you this isn't all the stuff that's gone out some of these have obviously gone out but this is all the stuff that's banked from 2023 uh the home built by jeff zoom i did uh and with his 911 harry and way more famously now he stuck a three ferrari 360 engine in the front of an alpha um that absolutely took off his channel so yeah we did a your porsche story and a bit of a heritage on his on harry and his background so that's out there now on the youtube channel and you can listen to that uh, episode and podcast uh frank cassidy both so the the auto farm episode that's out the frank cassidy episode that's out and my personal niners unplugged episode that you can watch on frank's channel on the boxing gas channel um the those things all happen within three weeks so anyway just a thanks to mikey wasty from auto farm a big thanks to frank um for let me take you know a couple of hours of his day up and then having me on niners the following week so all of those things are loved um the episodes have been pretty well received frank's episodes seems to run and run and run every time i look on youtube studio for um the for the analytics i always see that one pop up um but i loved it and i loved the niners episode as well i loved um being there and seeing him and tom and yeah and just getting some bit of a bit more of my story out not the whole story but a bit of it out um myself i'll give myself a heads up for running that engineering cars and coffee event because like i said i'm despite having a youtube channel and a podcast and i say in this this um this alps video that i've put out my porsche story the I'm an introvert naturally so it's not always the easiest thing for me to do and it takes a lot of energy to do a podcast or do a video or um, so I'm going to give myself a pat on the back and say well done for running even a very small event because you know I was the guy that hates having um, birthday parties (laughs) so the fact that I did a cars and coffee event at all is a miracle Um, yeah I think though that we're at like 
25 minutes or something like that and i think that's perfectly adequate for a for a waffle episode and the last thing i'll sign off with is is you if you're listening to this i want to give a big thank you to you for um taking your time out and supporting the channel and hopefully you've subscribed uh to both the youtube channel and the podcast uh, and those things like i said lots of times mean a lot to me um but also thank you for those people that have commented or reached out on dm from instagram or just however you've done it you know even the reviews they're all really great things to be able to see understand how what you love and what you don't love um, for me to make more content for you um that's it for now i'm going to leave it here i hope you all had a lovely christmas and new year i hope you're feeling refreshed um and i look forward to seeing as much as, as many of you as i can over the next year and stay tuned for all of the exciting content to come thank you ever so much and goodbye for now Goodbye.